Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends podcast, where we humanize your favorite creators through their personal stories and then learn something from them. I hope you feel inspired by today's guest, and if you do, share it with someone who needs it. So without further ado, here is Unfiltered Friends. Hello, Unfiltered Friends. Today we have on Alora, who is what you would call a late bloomer, and I know she's not the only one. She's in her 30s, never kissed, never had a boyfriend, never been on a date, which by the way, since this interview happened, a lot of that has changed. So what I have is essentially the last moments of a late bloomer, and hopefully this makes you guys feel validated and gives you hope for the future. Please check out her social media to get updates, even though she's given it up for Lent. And if you really enjoy this podcast, make sure you share it where you can, and support me on Patreon, which is how I keep this podcast going. Patreon.com slash Unfiltered Friends. And here we go. Hi, Laura. Hi, Chris. Hi. How's it going? It's, I'm really, this happened so rapidly and I'm really stoked on it. Because I think, I don't know, I feel like this is a subject that you don't really like hear talked about very often. I mean, I, I mean, you give me your perspective on that. Like, do you have like other people who call themselves late bloomers that you, is there like a Facebook group or something like that? Or is everyone just kind of quiet about it? So like, I feel like the reason um, some of my videos are blowing up is because there are so freaking many of us, but we've been out here this whole time thinking we were like flying solo as super freaks. So like, we just didn't know um, yeah. like so much of like, our culture is based around like relationships. So everyone's out here celebrating babies and moving in and marriage. And we're just like, we got a new dog. We exist. <laughs> we have a dog. Uh, like, um, we're happy today. Like whatever victories we have. So I just didn't know. And this is actually like a pro on TikTok side was, Oh my gosh, I wish I knew their names. There were two TikTokers that I saw probably like right at the beginning of COVID who were starting to talk about this issue. Um, Oh my gosh, one's named. Nope, I'm not gonna remember their names. I'm not that cool. Oh my gosh. Um, but they both I had literally never, I'm 32 years old. I had never even heard someone use that term before. I had no idea people existed. I've come to find out that oh, there's like a Facebook support group for mm. late bloomers out there. Come to find out there are other TikTokers besides the two that were so influential, I can't remember their names. <laughs> so influential, <sighs> but horrible with branding. It's fine. I'm, so, one of, I'm one of those people that will love a movie or a book, but I could not tell you who was in it or what, who the book yeah. was by. So like, I just can't remember what their names were. But like, it was just like something I'd never talked about with anyone. Like literally, I just was making the videos being like, oh, my, my closest <laughs> friends and family members will know. I didn't really expect like the whole internet to want to know. As yeah. Well. Um, so, so why don't we? For those of you who don't who don't know, explain what we're talking about. You, 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 who you are, where you're from, and what is a late bloomer? Um. Well, my name's Alora Dannon. I'm from Western New York, um, which I only say because I don't live in the cool part of New York. Everyone says New York, and <laughs> okay. they assume like New York they City. They do. Like literally, wherever you go, not cool like that. Um. And uh. I, um, will, will, there is no like age limit for calling yourself a late bloomer, but 
uh, when people are out here having their kisses, their first kisses as like kids, like mm-hmm. middle school, elementary school, a late bloomer, I would just say is someone who classifies as someone who's never really had either like external validation from someone of the opposite sex, same sex, just someone else besides yourself hyping you up and letting you know you're attractive and having little to no romantic experience. So some people call that like chronic singleness, I'm finding that's a fun word for it. Um, I like late bloomer because uh, it kind of suggests that there's nothing wrong with us. We're just, we're off to a slow start. That's all. (laughs) But I actually had a bit of a negative reaction to that term just because of the term late. Mm. That is that to me is saying uh, I am on a on this timeline and I'm Mm. late to something where in reality you are just living your own timeline. Have you have you ever had those thoughts about the term itself? That's true. I think I was just so like excited that like there was already a a term in existence, which meant like I wasn't the only one that Mm. like a negative connotation didn't really cross into my mind. But like, it's true. Like if I'm measuring my my life's benchmarks. I have lots of things I'm proud of myself by, but I could not get over that. I had like a big F in falling behind. Like, <laughs> but my, who's, who's scoring? This? I know. Like, I know. Who's, whoever's, whoever's who's doing it, but I was card. failing this. So, okay. I was failing let's, this. Yeah. Let's, let's rewind then because obviously, uh, I mean, we know where you are now, but how do we get to this point? I mean, one, I want to acknowledge something. I hope it's not weird that I say this, but I find it very difficult to believe that you never got validation. Like you're a beautiful woman. There's not one man that tried to validate the fact that you were beautiful growing up at all. Um, uh, no, <laughs> I mean, like I have like the nicest father. He has told me before I could be a model, but like, do not dad say great dad say things like that to their kids. Like, I, I mean, don't know. look, <laughs> so like, I feel like parent, parent compliments are off limits, but, to be fair, um, I I like to say about my own personality, I'm very much like an extroverted introvert. I take time to defrost like out in the wild. So like, yeah, my mom makes fun of me all the time for like having like a do not approach sign permanently stamped mm-hmm. to my forehead. So I will admit um, my resting bitch face is strong, like, you know, out my day to day. But also if I had ever heard someone interact with me in any way i would have just evoked an immediate fear response like immediately like oh my god someone's i'm not invisible someone's noticed me um uh there's so much like i feel like danger like like as women were really taught to like be aware of your surroundings and who's interacting with you so unfortunately mm-hmm. even if you do receive a compliment on the wild you're not always taught that that's a good thing. <laughs> like, like to it's, run. It's been so. such like, um, <laughs> like I would say that I am a decent human and a decent man. And I watch on dates, like the amount of like analysis and thought process that goes for something as simple as like, you get to the end of the date and like, it's comes times to pay. And I like, if I took you out, like I'll pay for the date and I watch the anxiety um, because a lot of men have treated so for the price of of this hamburger, I now get access to your body. Yep. And that's a by the way, that's a really low rate first. Uh second, like I understand where it comes from though, yep. because a lot of people do feel that way. You talk about immediate fear. 
when did that fear start? Is it, is it beyond just you were told to be cautious or did, did something happen? Nothing. See, this is what I feel, you know, like if you've had like a fairly decent life, like nothing really bad has ever happened to you. Not a lot of people can say this. It's sort of a privilege. This is not a trauma response. Like I've had a really, like I had a lovely childhood, a lovely young adulthood. So it's hard to pinpoint when my fight and flight kicked in for this. And I think it's just in general, things that cause me anxiety, I avoid. Like it's as simple as that. Mm. So it started off as like seeing everyone around me. I'm the um, oldest of 10 kids. 10? 10. My parents are crazy. Um, Half are adopted. So literally they had, you know, they had like five kids and they were like, you know what? We're not done with this story. Um, We're going to keep going. Um, Let's bring in some more. And like, when I say like, to be the oldest sister too, most of them are girls, there's eight girls, literally even my youngest sister who's 16 (laughs) has had like three boyfriends in the last year. And I'm like, where, where did you learn this skill set? Because if there was a class, I missed it. And I feel like if you just don't like anything new is scary. So my brain along the way was like, okay, so dating is scary. You don't know what to do. Um, you don't have this skill set. So just along the way, I just started to learn to avoid it. Like I would um, download a dating app for a couple weeks, get really overwhelmed with either nasty messages or nice ones, but either way, they're scary. And then yeah. um, like as time went on, I was just like, okay, well, if I can put my energy like into anything at the end of a work day, right? Like if I could create something that's going to bring me joy or listen to music or bring show. Why am I going to invest in something that has no guaranteed outcome of success? You're, you're most vulnerable when you're dating in every sense of the word. So like, why am I going to invest mm-hmm. in this? Like it takes, I don't think people realize, especially if they start dating young, what like an act of faith you are committing when you go on a date with anyone, when you are putting yourself out to be romantically linked with anyone. Like I feel like people get jaded in their relationships or whatever, but like it takes such an act of courage to want to connect with someone on that level. And it gets mm-hmm. overlooked. Um, I will say. It seems like, it seems like it's just like a personality thing. Like you just have a lot of anxiety over that stuff, but the only way that you're going to know that you're okay is if you do take that yes. leap. So what how, it seems, I'm going to just reiterate this again. I refuse to believe that men have never tried to flirt with you. I'm, ass- I'm sorry. I'm assuming that you date men. Is that a safe assumption? It's a safe assumption. <laughs> okay, I apologize. I, call, I should have clear, clarified I'm like that. a zesty straight, and I wish to God I was more like first, like firmly, like in the court of dating women because the amount of beautiful women who have asked me on the last two weeks, my God. But like, yeah, zesty yeah. straight. <laughs> zesty straight, please un- help me understand what zesty straight. Probably means. like if you were going to put a term on it, I can't even say that I coined this. This is from you, Pastor Ryan. <laughs> on tiktok oh <laughs> and people kept sending him pictures of like uh like a french fry like bag of frozen french fry bag that was called zesty straight and he was like this is what people think i am um and i was like this is oh. this is fantastic because it's like basically like yeah bi curious like do we know what we want in some ways we do but like i so we'll start with the basics and go from there <laughs> Do you have the same level of, I mean, obviously there's some interest in women there. Do you have the same level of hesitance with women that you do men? Yes. I will say my, like, um, my fear factor is way more for men just for like self-preservation sake, but like, it's still there Mm -hmm. just on an emotional level for women as well. Yeah. Okay. So someone comes up to you, you find them attractive. They 
try to talk to you, what happens? This is a hypothetical situation. So like, I don't know. (laughs) It's not hypothetical. I know people have tried to talk to you. What happens within you to cause you to just immediately, it seems like reject. This is an excellent, this is an excellent question. Um, I think (laughs) setting is everything. So like, depending on where we are, if we're on the street, it's an automatically, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you know what I mean? That, I do that too. I'm also very introverted in a lot of ways um, and I'm afraid of women. So um, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I keep telling people we'll be terrified together. Like clearly we're not accomplishing anything in our comfort mm-hmm. zones. So we're just going to bust out of them. Um, but like yes. when I tell you, I cannot even bring up a memory of this happening. Okay. Like I cannot bring up a memory. I would like to say in a hypothetical situation, I would say, thank you. Would I, would I think to like give an attractive stranger a compliment back? No. No, I would say thank you and keep going. <laughs> like I wouldn't engage in conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so why? Why is that? Why is that your reaction? Like what? What do you fear from reciprocating uh, uh, appreciation? I think. Okay, the like rejection is too simple um, a term. So I don't know exactly. I will say I have been in love exactly one time. And it was an unrequited love. Okay. But this person was my best friend. And um, he enjoyed mm. having sort of like a cheerleader, like constantly <laughs> adoring him. So we did not break it off mm-hmm. even after feelings were admitted. And I hated that I let myself just kind of like linger. Um, and I feel like a part of me is like, I was willing to sacrifice anything to make that work because I was convinced this person was like the love of my life he clearly didn't love me back but like it was like a years long thing uh, or at least two years um so I feel like a a part of the hesitancy is okay well you have put yourself out there once before you were honest with one person before and they didn't necessarily take advantage of it but they they let they knew what was going on and they let that go on for too long and I let it go on for too long so I'm like do I have the common sense to preserve myself in a way like to preserve my mental well-being my physical well-being if like love can swoop in and just knock you completely off course like do you think it's possible that the reason you entertained this person in particular is because it was unrequited and there was um, no risk maybe but at the time i didn't i didn't know by the time i told him i really had feelings for him we were really close so like it didn't even cross my mind. I was like, oh, this is how it happens. Like I at that point was 24, 25. So it was already a late bloomer situation. And I was like, this is this mm. is what happens. This is the meet cute. This is uh this is how this is how these stories unfold. And then it, it didn't unfold. So so what uh so let's get let's get back into this we'll talk about your dating life a, a little bit later, but let's get into the concept of late late bloomers. Um what are what are the most common misconceptions that people have about late bloomers? Um, there's a few. I think one of them is that we're consistently miserable. Like, yes, we can be like sad, zesty, sad, like especially around like <laughs> around like the winter times, right? Like it sprinkles a little bit of extra seasonal depression on our normal sad. But we're not out there like mm-hmm. hating every minute of our lives just because we have not found someone to live them with yet. Like um, and mm-hmm. I think that can also, again, be challenging to want to pursue dating when you are finding success in other things like the 
the 12 or so years of my adult life, I won't count my teenage years in this instance. Like I went to graduate school, I started a business, I wrote a book, I got a dog. Like I did all these things I was proud of and the fulfillment was there immediately. Um, but uh, I've traveled a lot. So like I was doing all of these things and you're not necessarily making time for this one, this one other like crucial aspect. So we're not miserable, but we're not prioritizing dating. Or we are too ashamed of our lack of experience to prioritize dating. Common misconception. And some people, to top that off, um, want to be single. Like they want to be, they don't necessarily want companionship. So then there's also this stigma of, oh, well, you're missing out. Like you're not living your fullest life. I hear from my mother all the time, like, but you're never going to give me grandkids. Like literally, how many of my siblings, how many of my siblings do I have? Three have kids. She has so you have 10 options, so, okay? Just she eliminate has so one. Many spares. I'm like, why are you putting this on me? <laughs> I think because there is this whole idea of like what the timeline is for what you should be doing. And that's why I always I love saying the phrase don't shoot on people because that's none of your business how someone else lives their life. But obviously it's a subject matter that is important to you. Why talk about it? Because this seems like you being as open as you are about it seems like a recent endeavor. So what 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 caused you to be like, you know, this is something that I need to talk about? A um, uh, couple things. The main thing was I like literally, this is going to sound so cheesy, but like I woke up one day and it was kind of before Christmas. And I feel like Christmas is always like, or just the holidays in general are like peak lonely times for <laughs> single people in general mm-hmm. or just people in general people everywhere. Um, but I woke up one day and I was like, if, but like, if I don't do anything to change it, it will look exactly the same 30 years from now. And I wasn't okay with it. Like I thought mm-hmm. I was fine with that. I have a really cute dog. I was snuggling with him. It was a great morning, but I was just like, this will be exactly who you are at the end of your life. And mm-hmm. if I had been okay with that realization, I probably would have said nothing. But since I wasn't okay with it, <laughs> Um, I decided to, um, be, I wanted to make myself accountable and I mean, like in in anything, um, it's very easy to back out of a resolution resolution if nobody knows about it. So I was like, I'm just going to say this out in the open because I also was really tired of like feeling like this was like my like reverse scarlet letter, like this burden I was carrying around. And if people knew this about me, oh my God, the shock, the horror. And I just didn't want that to that to be my reality anymore. So I wanted to change this aspect of my life. And I also didn't want to be ashamed about it anymore. So it was a very recent revelation. I've had so many people the last few days and they're like, how could you not tell me this? I was like, it was a secret. That's what secrets are. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did, I, it's so interesting to me that people feel such a need to be involved with all the knowledge of of your life um did i mean you say it's a secret why did you feel the need to keep it secret have you had interactions that made you be like hey i'm not going to talk about this with people because this happened um so i feel like this is a coping mechanism from in addition to having a very unusual family we were homeschooled <laughs> and mm-hmm. um you know uh i feel like as like especially determined to not let the like um homeschoolers are weird as if like regular school kids are aren't weird like all the regular school kids are totally normal 
out there too, whatever normal means. Uh, but, uh, I, was, I was in public school. I'm very odd. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the homeschoolers that are weird. But I went out to college. I was younger um, than you normally are when you're in college. And I was like, I am determined that people will not know that I am A, young and B, um, a, a little bit different. So like, I very, I feel like it was like, um, uh, like I just wanted to blend in like a chameleon. So like I would pick up on people's lingo around dating and having sex and being in relationships and whatever it was. Like I, I feel like my obsession now with pop culture is literally from those first years of being so determined to fit in and like know what people were talking about. Like I would Wikipedia everything that I didn't know what it meant. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, the longer it went on and I was like, oh, all of these people who are roughly my age are like having these experiences. I'm not like, what's going like, how are they making this happen? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as uh, would you say that you being homeschooled did affect your knowledge of how to date and what dating is like? like how did you educate yourself? Because it seems like you, you probably educated yourself at some point because it's not like you were a recluse, or at least I'm assuming that you weren't. So then all of a sudden you're like launched into this public space, you know, and was it, was it culture shock or did you have ways of educating yourself prior to going to college no i definitely uh, my parents were um very hands-on about uh dating about sex we were very much they wanted us to approach relationships as like forming like a partnership with someone like this isn't just for a good time this to matter to someone so it does definitely put like a little bit of pressure on having just dating for fun like that's still like a foreign concept to me that i'm trying to embrace um i'm not out here looking for a husband right now just like out here looking for a good time like (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, so like it was very they were very um it was like a very like I don't know, open conversation, open dialogue, but um I was like fifteen when I started college. So um it was yeah. pause. What <laughs> it just you wasn't were f- you were fifteen? It's not even like a bragging thing, it was just like that's what happened. Um so like you just didn't you didn't know how no 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 we're not gonna glaze over that how do you end up in college of 15 so it was um i really like to read and my mom was like let's just see if you can pass like a community college entrance exam and like i did really well and she was like alora do you want to go to college so it's like i mean okay it wasn't we didn't try for it it wasn't like a goal i would not call myself exceptionally bright um, but like I did community college for a year and then transferred to a state university after that. Um, so like my high school. Do you think years, maybe that's an aspect of the late bloomer stuff? Definitely. Is like definitely you were could al- be. always such a different age than the yep. people around you. Like, yeah, you had the intelligence, but did you have the life experience to interact with people who were like, you know, three, four years older than you? It's true. And I mean, like I immediately was able to like, you know, make friends, like all of my friends are older than me now. Um, any of my friends that are still friends with college, they're all older than me. So it's like, you can very much like, a like blend in and adapt and adapt. And especially as I got closer to like being like an older teenager, like my last two years, like I, it, it took me, I didn't do like college in four years. I did it in like five. And then I did graduate school in like three and four. Uh, but by the time I was 19, I still, so I was closer in age to people around me, but like the, the gentlemen who are my age or maybe not on the same intellectual level. Like, uh, I was like a yeah. senior and they were freshmen coming in or whatever. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Probably played a part. 
I did not. I yeah, don't actually think I can about imagine it. being 15 years old around a bunch of people who are 18, 19, 20 years old. And like, I, I don't know. At eight, I mean, I, I, it's not that I don't know. I know for sure. I wouldn't want to hang out with a 15 year old when I'm 18. No, There's some massive things wrong with that. So did you struggle <laughs> to make friends because of that? No, because I was only really fr- like I was on the equestrian team. I joined my writing club. So I was around people that had shared interests, but I wasn't until, um, until I was, um, a little bit older, like an upperclassman, I wasn't really trying to be there to make friends. I was just there to go to school, like the social aspect. I had, mm. I had friends like from our local homeschool groups. Like it was a very big thing. Um, like we don't like school, but then we all get together a few times a week to like do classes. I don't know what you want to call that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like school. Yeah. But, um, uh, so like I had friends my own age. Um, okay. I want to talk about dating apps. Dating apps. Cause there's a, I mean, do you feel as someone who is a late bloomer, who has these anxiety feelings surrounding, uh, romantically interacting with people, do you have to, do you feel like you have to like forewarn them? Do you forewarn them? Is there a conversation around it? Or because I know you said recently in your videos that you do have people on apps wanting to go on dates with you. Is this correct? Um, as of this week, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> we love that. We love that. So have you talked to them about that aspect of yourself? Um, so no. And this is from past experience on a dating app. Um, when I tell you this story, you're going to see all the red flags right away, but little 25-year-old Alora did not. Okay. So Okay. Um, post unrequited love situation, I was like, yes, I'm gonna go on the apps. It's gonna be great. I was very ambitious. And the very first person, and I at that time also was like, honesty is the best policy, which I stand by, but I think there are moments, like you can pick your moments to like be a hundred percent honest. Yeah. So I was asked out by a gentleman who was a soldier, no shade to our servicemen and women, but they do have a reputation in the dating arena. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they do. So um, I, on my profile, it says that um, I'm a Catholic and I say that mostly for like the cultural repercussions of that. Like it's nice when you have like a shared cultural thing. It's not even like a belief system thing for me. It's like, if you grew up Catholic, you know what this is like, you'll know how mm-hmm. my family is. You know what I mean? So this gentleman yeah. told me he was also Catholic and we hit it off. Uh, not really talking about Catholicism in general. He was like, Oh yeah, my brother's a priest. You know, we're really Catholic over here. I'm like, cool. A plus we keep going. He asks me out. And at that time, um, he had asked me to his apartment and I was like, honestly, I'm not comfortable with this. I, I want to, uh, just, not sleep with you <laughs> for the first well, time we meet like, <laughs> it, regardless of sleeping together or not sleeping together inviting someone over to your apartment who you don't know as a first was, time meeting a, do you understand that he didn't move. he didn't and i and i said right and again i was like he just he doesn't know this about me like i'm inexperienced in every aspect of this word he doesn't understand that i'm gonna tell him that and he was like, well, it doesn't mean we're, we were going to sleep together, but, you know, we have to meet up sometime. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, let's go out, though. So We actually don't have to meet up sometime, actually. That's the fun thing. I can say, that's how consent works. I can say no at any point <laughs> in time. Um, and, uh, you know, it's fine. But, you know, so the day of the day, it was like, so this was the beginning of the week, towards the end of the week. Um, so we have this conversation. We were going to go out on that Saturday. Um, 
he asked me right before the date, could I send him a full body picture? And I was what? like, I was like, okay, well, like maybe, maybe like my profile wasn't accurate enough. So I was hiking. And I just kind of was like, you know, oh, let me take a quick picture and send it. Um, the next day, his response was, I, um, I have to go to a baptism during the party. <laughs> And then I never heard from him again. So I think it's a oh. special kind of ghost to use like a baptism as an excuse. <laughs> that's that just make again, I don't like the that. amount of red flags, even re- like we're calling this now, like could have clued me in. Um, but that has nothing to do with your late bloomerness. Like that was just him being a pig. It's true, but I was just like, okay, so what I took from this, especially also being like a plus size woman is he saw me and I was not desirable, even though there were pictures of me on my profile. So this is, um, didn't touch on this at all, but that's a a huge part of it too, is like, uh, judging your own personal, like beauty. Like, are you pretty enough to date? And if someone tells me that I'm like, well, absolutely you are (laughs) beauty is subjective, but that's not what my brain has always cued me Mm -hmm. into hearing as well. Mm -hmm. Like, Literally, the self-sabotaging of the last decade Alora has done on herself deserves an award. So Yeah. So, but so you've never like had a conversation that where like you it was going well, but then you told them like, hey, I've actually never been on a date before. You've never said that to someone? I just figure, okay, so if my date on Saturday actually happens, that And it will. Maybe I'm putting that in the universe. We're manifesting, manifesting. Yes. Um, we love that. If it happens and if he does not see this yet, I have this like moment. I just want it to be normal. And people are either like, and this is from me messaging in the past. People are either really weird about it. Like, oh my gosh, like, oh, is it going to be a good enough date? Or they're really like creepy about it. Like, like creepier than that. Um, So now I have just made it now. Granted, again, I've been putting all this stuff out about myself on the internet. So far, none of my dates have found me on the internet, so that's fine. And I haven't actually <laughs> gone on said dates yet. I'm taking it very slow. Okay, like messaging like one or two people top, seeing if we vibe. And I've only been doing this for a week and a half, so like I'm not an expert even on myself yet, clearly. Yeah. But um, so I have decided that if I'm vibing with someone, then they get to know that about me because I don't want them to treat me differently because of that because they do unfortunately like when you're messaging people they do tend to i've not found the diamonds in the okay that's cool um there's so what, some what do they say what is your typical reaction when someone finds out uh, usually they want to know why not and i've always interpreted that as like what happened to you what's wrong with you <laughs> nothing nothing happened yeah nothing's wrong and that's honestly like a little heavy of like a combo for like the first week you're talking to someone you know what i mean like why are you inherently terrified of meeting me like i don't i did totally ask that question but we're not on a date so i think (laughs) we're on podcast that's fair that's fair yeah it's totally context matters (laughs) all fair on podcasts and war um but uh and then in reverse you'll have people that are like I could show you a whole new world. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, I did have one gentleman send me um, a new picture and it was his chest, his chest hair shaved into a heart. Um, I've had people message me and be like, well, you look like 
you like it in the butt. And like, maybe I do, but like, that's not what you lead with. (laughs) Who are you meeting? Is this what dating is like for women in general? (laughs) Sorry, I lost you for one second. No, someone called me and I'm on my phone. We're all good. Is is this is this what it's like for women dating? They're like, you look like you like it in the butt. What like, in the world? Like, where are they birthing these people? Can we can we upgrade? Can we upgrade? I will say, um, the mo- one of the most recent gentlemen. I just we we nixed that. Um, when I told him, he was like, okay, well then immediately, like the conversation immediately shifted to, do you want kids? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, can I change your mind? And I was like, no. Here are all the reasons why. He was like, well, we could have a lot of fun trying. And I was like, again, no. And he was like, well, multiples run in my family. You would only have to get pregnant once. And I was like, how did we jump from this mm-hmm. to let me yeah. impregnate you? So I was um, I was actually a dating coach for a while. Uh, <laughs> and my clientele was 100% women. And the reaction I'm having right now is what I would have to internalize when I would talk to them. because. That behavior is so far from anything I would ever do that it doesn't seem real. But then you hear it enough times, you're like, oh, this is like, this is uh, very real, you know, Uh, and it's uh, unfortunate. And I wish there was something I could do. The only thing I can do about that is just not be that. Um, Yeah, that's that's a good step. If more people just made that personal decision, there would be more good people. Oh, my God. So it is, I have just decided in general that like, even though I am an open book in many areas of my life, when I'm dating someone, they can proceed to like the various pages. Like they might find out something about me um, on chapter three that they wouldn't get from the first page. Yeah. Like we can progress. We don't have to like spew every thought and feeling I've ever had yeah. in a first encounter. And if they proceed to the next level, then we can continue in the next level. I do. I want to shift to another thing, but I want to address um, kind of what we were talking about. My, my personal feeling on it is you don't you don't have to tell someone until you know you're going to see them again that you're a late bloomer because it's not an issue. Like to me, right. it's not something you have to warn somebody about. So like, don't mm-hmm. don't they either get it or they don't. They see you or they don't, and they can kick rocks. So have right. you are a writer. Correct. Yes. What what kind of stuff yes. are you writing? Um, before, like up until this point, I um, wrote kind of what they only allow you to write in college, which is like domestic fiction. You, they want you to write the powerful emotional stuff that happens in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much what most creative writing, which is what my degrees are in, most creative writing English degrees, they only want you to write that. That's what I wrote. And I was published in some literary journals, which was fun. But it wasn't like what I love to write. What I love to write are adventure stories for adult women. Because as much as I love like all things science fiction fantasy, and I've read so much young adult literature, it isn't even funny. It drives me crazy that adult literature um, tends to be very depressing. Like apparently we only reserve hope and good times for the youths. And then the youths are having all these adventures, but they're never over the age of 21. Yeah. So like surprise, like people over the age of 21 are like still like live, love, laugh in their way (laughs) through life here. And we're having a good time. So I really wanted to write adventure stories specifically for adult women. So my current work in progress, which is not published yet, but again, manifesting Mm -hmm. closest I've ever been is um, like a 
Jurassic Park plus Goonies plus Dragons mashup, but it is an adventure story. That's a a lot of things happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good time. So, I mean, you have a really creative mind. Um, You've obviously spent time thinking about, I mean, not obviously, let me ask you, have you spent time thinking about, we'll just say men for, for this discussion. Have you thought about, the man you would say yes to? Have you like written about it, fantasized about it, thought about like, if I were to be with someone, these are the non-negotiable qualities. And that's not like he's six foot, he makes this much money. It's the qualities that would make you feel safe with that person. Yes. Um, And a part of this is hard because now I've had like a lot of time to obsess over like celebrities or fictional people. So like I tried to take physicality out of it and I'm looking more for like behaviors or like attitudes. Um, uh, I live on a farm. I'm, I hike, like I want someone who's into being outside in some capacity. Um, Mm -hmm. like, uh, the best example of like attitude I can think of is a celebrity. So it's a bad example, but Zachary Levi, um, came out with a book about his mental health journey recently. Zachary Levi is so if I could sleep with this man, but is slept on. Okay. Like I've heard the name. <laughs> Hold on. In the same way, everyone describes he, him that way. He did. He did. Um, Chuck. He's like really big into like the nerd community. Oh, yeah. of the Cons. Okay. But he recently came out with this book about his mental health journey and um, it was phenomenal. But um, Zachary Levi takes himself seriously. Like his goals and dreams mm-hmm. is vulnerable. Like it was all about like his struggles with depression and like not feeling enough how that sabotages his relationships, but he's also funny yeah, and like willing to try new things. So like, is he like also gorgeous and tall? Like, yes. <laughs> so, like you can like take the celebrity out of it. But like, um, it's kind of like an attitude and a vibe is this person, like, especially for me coming from an unrequited love situation, I'm looking for someone interested in, in who I am. Like, what am I doing? I don't want to be in pursuit constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, who has not ex- the exact same interests as me, but just similar in some capacity. Like, do we overlap in any way? Um, stuff like stuff like that. I feel like I see a lot of relationships with people who come from very different backgrounds, and the ones that make it work are the ones where, even if they have nothing in common, they're supportive of each other. Yeah, I don't think you understand how validating what you just said was to me. Um, I'm not a late bloomer. Um, in fact, I was a bit of a hoe for a long time. Um, but I realized that the reason Listen, it takes spine it takes backbone. Well, the reason I, I was a hoe was because I thought it was the only way I could get people to love me for who I was. I thought I had mm. to earn it. And that was the way that I existed and I am vulnerable and mm. I am emotional and I have not been able to find a woman who truly appreciates that about me. Like it's, it, it, it's, uh, I've found that they're afraid of the vulnerability because it makes them uncomfortable or they're not used to it from men. So they think that I'm either lying or so I just thank you for wanting that. Thank you for wanting that because I just like you in some ways probably think that there's certain people that don't exist. I also wasn't sure that women like you existed. So that was really, it felt good to hear. No, for sure. Like, I mean, like, yes, I was like a woman. Do I want like a partner who is going to like, like it's a partnership. You want someone to feel like you can rely upon and take care Mm -hmm. of them. But that doesn't mean just like, financially or physically like you want to know that this person also has their own struggles like no one's perfect like yeah like we're complete people like i don't believe someone who says they're 100 percent happy all the time like i don't believe them 
Like, what are you hiding? I was watching a video that was talking about, it was some guy, I think he was probably some celebrity. He was talking about how he's so tired of the highs and the lows. It's being so extreme. He just wants it to be more even. And the guy who was talking to was like, if you were a heart monitor, you'd be flatlined. The heart monitor has highs and lows. That's life. Right. But man, it's tiring sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to discuss something a little less less heavy, but it's brought up a lot. You were criticizing or just talking about what men put on their dating profiles, right? (laughs) There's a lot of valid things. But if I hear another woman talk about fish, I'm going to lose my mind, okay? Just hear out my perspective on men holding fish, okay? Just hear me out. His profile is to display the things that he enjoys. Oh, I lost you again. Come back. No, I can hear you. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, see you. Okay. His profile is for him to display the things that he enjoys because he probably wants to find someone else who enjoys it. So he wants to find a girl who likes fishing. He shows himself fishing just because the profile, just because you don't like to fish. What in your mind makes it wrong for him displaying his interests on his profile? Because, okay, so my day job, I'm in marketing. Okay. So I want people to market themselves better. All right. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. so you can show that you're fishing with a fishing pole sitting on a dock. Like you, like you can show yourself relaxing, having a good time. But showing like a dead animal when you only have the real estate of like five photos tops in a profile and showing something okay. dead. Do you know what I mean? Like you could be, and I know you accept like the per- I'm saying rhetorical you. Okay. Like if you have, like, do you do you buddy, but like, yeah. Um, rhetorical you, like you could be using this to just market yourself better. Like literally, instead of showing me the dead mm. thing you just killed, show me you like holding the fishing rod and like the scene around you now men don't always and again i'm talking in binary terms but like people don't always think in terms of oh show my interest to put on a dating profile but like maybe you should maybe the next time you go fishing and you're actively dating ask someone to take a picture of you like yeah you can just phrase this it's really just like the trophy. Like I would have the same critique of someone holding up a dead deer. Like, again, you could show me in your, like your camouflage in the forest. I'm going to get the same vibe, but like a better one. But don't you think if you were someone who was interested in that, like when people fish, what do they do when they're successful at fishing? They show what they caught. Right. And I live in Colorado where I see a lot of women mm-hmm. also holding dead fish. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, I guess it's kind of like a trophy thing. But I do understand, like you, you feel that there's a a more effective way of showing or a less off put. But if you're a fisher person, um, so I'm trying to be be uh, non-binary here. Um, if you're if someone if you're someone who fishes, you would get that that wouldn't look like that would look like a trophy, but it would be impressive to you. I don't know. I for me, I'm also of the camp. You do you, and if you don't like it then move on from it. But what I'm watching happen is public shaming of people because their specific profile w- didn't match what that individual wanted. And that is where I kind of have right. an issue. The way you're doing it no, is a bit different I, for sure. I know I would never, it's very important to me. Like, and I mean, I'm sure if I actually end up going on these dates, I'll let them know, like eventually I'm documenting things, but I'm not including anyone's 
pictures or names. Like that's nobody's business. But to your point, I feel like you can look at it both ways. If that is something you're into, then you're immediately going to either weed out. And again, you don't need the whole world to like you. Just I just want one, like, please. Just one. Like one person. <laughs> so you can look at it way, but you can also look at it as um, people are making snap judgments on dating apps. Oh, that's why. Like I find myself guilty of this. You're either internalizing like, am I attractive enough to like this person? So you're fighting that. But then you're also like, okay, there are so many people on here. You're trying to weed it down. You're making instant judgments about people like i literally i am uh i i've swiped left on um um someone just standing there holding a beer bottle because i was like is this your only hobby like this is it like like, but don't you think there's also an aspect of like that could be a conversation that you guys have instead of being like obviously he's holding a beer bottle he doesn't have any other hobbies don't you think that maybe that's a little bit of a leap on your end maybe but again if you're making snap judgments about people you only have what like seven seconds tops to get someone's attention Mm -hmm. um or just to like give them a glimpse of who you are so like um should a fishing picture should be and i am in no way qualified okay to speak on this topic but just as myself watching these gentlemen to market themselves better um, I would like to see just like your face, like maybe your fishing pictures, yeah. a few pictures down, but like off the get go, not with a group of people. I shouldn't need to do math to figure out who you are. Um, smiling, ideally, like to look less gloomy or yeah. scary. But um, so I feel like, again, I'm speaking to like my own personal taste. Yeah. I don't like fishing, but so like I'm not I wouldn't be proud of the fish. I would be proud of like us having a quiet moment fishing in a relaxing set, setting in nature. Mm. But like that's literally just a matter of perspective yeah. and that could change just from how you're presenting yourself in a picture. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, I don't fish, so I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't really care. What I do what I do not appreciate is the need to publicly shame someone because their profile didn't match what you yeah. wanted. That's just gross behavior. I agree, to that's me. Just, shitty. Just move shitty on. behavior. Yeah. Just move on. Like mm-hmm. they post these guys' faces and names and locations yeah. and get praised for it. Oh. And that is really oh. ugly behavior. I don't like that. It's really awful. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, what you're talking I don't even about do that for the creepy people. <laughs> no. What what I what I when I did the coaching stuff, part of what I would do because I've been doing social media as my job for 12 years. So like I very I understand mm-hmm. marketing, I understand needing to get that like quick attention. Um, what I was watching with with a lot of the clients that I had was they were not putting their best foot forward either. Like there was a girl who had this like beautiful mm. blue eyes and her f- profile picture, her first picture, she had sunglasses on. I was like, that's one of your best features. Mm. So I think a right. lot of people, so I appreciate the way that you do it. I just get tired of people like feeling the need to like name and shame. People. No, I get it. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, okay. So I do have a few questions from my Patreon people. Um, um, and I, to be honest, because of capitalism, I have nine minutes. Yep. And we're going to get it done in that nine minutes. It'll probably take less than that. Um, so uh, Bad Mama Jamma says, did you, I don't know, did you choose this path? Was this a conscious decision or is this how you felt internally with the late bloomer stuff? Um, no, it was complete avoidance. Again, mm. like my life strategy so far is to run away from things that give me anxiety. And like, have I gone to a therapist? Yes, but like twice and I didn't go again because she was really nice. But she was like, let's just, I'm not going to ask you any questions. Let's talk about what 
is stressing you out. And I was like, oh, so now I have to come up with topics of conversation. That's stressful. Oh I never went back. You should look into breath work. Do you do <laughs> breath work? Like, <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do anything, okay? I go for walks. That has been a godsend. But like, I'm out here raw dogging it, okay? Like, Yeah, no, I feel you. I did that for 40 <laughs> years. Um, I started therapy a couple years ago. And um, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. Um <laughs> at all and like i'm like in all the movies they ask you questions you're telling me i have to just tell you what i'm thinking about <laughs> i mean you kind of have but to give instead, them the info for them to help you but like but like instead of communicating that to her i was just like Peace. okay so it's definitely a pattern of behavior for me that i'm trying to break I, i'm trying to break it i want to stay friends <laughs> if that's cool with you and i want to be someone you bounce things off of if you're comfortable with that at any point in time i give really good perspective so if you ever want like perspective from someone i'm actually very similar to i'm finding throughout this conversation that you and i are very similar in the way we approach things um i got it. i love that i love that tiktok is letting people know like we're, we're not as good as we thought <laughs> or there's just a lot a lot of us that are equally weird. it's the for you page you, know, you showed up for a reason yeah. mm-hmm. um hallie wants to know how often do you hear it'll happen when you least expect it and what is your reaction yeah there's <laughs> What, My God, what goes through your mind vomit. when they say that? I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. Like, I've been expecting to die alone since, like, I was 16. Like, You'll have dogs. And you're like, on a farm. You'll be like, good. How, how much less, especially if you have any modicum of, like, self-esteem issues or, like, body image issues. Like, you're expecting on period to, like, it to never happen. Yeah. So, like done plenty of that so um i try to be polite I, it's not usually worth my time to like get into a debate with someone over no. why they're wrong well um this is from yvonne who is very excited about this he goes how do you handle being in spaces where they may not know your story and say very damaging things around you not knowing that they're in the presence of someone who struggles with stuff like being a late bloomer okay so uh run away (laughs) your cardio must be great again (laughs) um it's all good it's great um again this is about setting to me okay so if you are on a date with someone or if you are having a serious conversation with someone and you feel like it is worth an emotional investment of who you are then you can, I would feel comfortable approaching even a hard topic, like being like, you know, this is making me uncomfortable. This is why, or this is why you're wrong. This is why, or you don't might not want to say that. On you, but like, <laughs> um, it's, it's all about for me, like, where are you and who are you with? Like, is my, if I'm at the dinner table at Thanksgiving and like my relatives are ragging on me for being all, the only single person, is that like the battle that I'm going to choose? Probably not for the sake of like peace. Mm-hmm. If I'm having an intimate conversation with someone, it's worth it to me to share that experience. So again, it's like picking your battles mm-hmm. for me. Like some things you just unfortunately just suck up and swallow, like, mm-hmm. which sounds way sad, more sexual than I meant it to be. But, um, you got that energy. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Well, uh, so it's all but how do you, how do you process internally? Like, how do you make yourself okay when you start to feel the anxiety over someone making commentary, not knowing that you're affected by that? I like to like decipher what is bothering me. Mm-hmm. And just because something says something that upsets you, it doesn't mean that they're right about you or about the topic. So like, 
um, any of the comments about like people being single that I've heard over the years derogatory or not, like, because they have that opinion. And I I mean, this is like mental work I'm doing, like, just because they've said something doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. Just because someone believes that doesn't make it true. So I try to like break down, do I believe this? If I believe this, why do, why do I believe Mm. it? Um, Get to the source. And it's not like you're, yeah, like, it's not like you're getting this instant, like fix right away. But like, for example, me just, being brave enough to try online dating again and like my personal experiment for the last week and a half for example was i've had the internalized thought of you are not pretty enough to date you don't you can't judge that for someone else like who is going to be attracted to you or not like you can only believe that you are worth it and you are fine as hell like that's the only energy i can exude Mm -hmm. i've been wasting too much time not exuding said energy so if someone says something contrary to that belief to me like you're hideous (laughs) (laughs) or whatever else it doesn't make it true if i am already actively convincing myself that it's not so i'm not saying that's an easy mental battle at all but i really try to break down what i agree with what i don't agree with and if i if anything in general makes you feel shitty about themselves yourself they're wrong yeah whoever it is it doesn't matter what it's about they're wrong you got to know your own truth you know you got to understand who you are and allow other people they can sprinkle in their ideas but you got to know like who Mm -hmm. you are ultimately so, so right. say someone is uh, struggling with the late bloomer thing and they're struggling with a lot of the mentalities and it causes them to miss out on a lot of, of life because do you feel like you, you've had that where you've missed out on quite a few things because of maybe some of those like intrusive thoughts connected to you being a late bloomer? Um, only around like, there's just, this is, there's just so much more to life than dating. And like, I feel like a lot of late bloomer stories is that's what we're figuring out. Like there's so many more ways we can be investing our time and emotional energy. So we're just not prioritizing this one thing. Um, so like in some ways, like you'll feel it. Like, uh, my, most of my sisters are married, <laughs> no pressure, but, um, <laughs> when their spouse does something exceptionally sweet for them, it's very thoughtful. And I'm missing out on the thoughtfulness of that. When you're a single person, one of the things I feel like people struggle with the most is you are no one's top priority. You are no one's, no one's waking up and wondering what you're doing that day or how to make you happy. You're kind of just, you know, winging it. So, um, in, I feel like in that way, like being, you're not the, no one, no one has intent directed towards you is the way I feel like you're missing out. Like no one is, no one is concerned. Like you, you have friends or family maybe. Um, that are like that generally speaking love you, but they're not like concerned with you in the same way that I couples around me concerned with each other. So I feel like in that way, yes, like that emotional investment. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like there's so many ways we can build lives we love. And that's what I encourage all late bloomers to do is like, yes, you can tackle this part of your life, but you don't need to feel like it's holding you back from everything. Mm. It's going to be what it is. And you have your own timeline and, I, I don't know. A lot of the people who I see stick to that timeline, I see um, end up not happy in their connections because the reason they have their connections is right. because they thought they needed to. So uh, right. one final thing, people are inspired by you or want to become a part of your community. Oh my gosh. Well, how do they find you? Um, well, <laughs> I'm so not good at this influencer thing. Um, I'm on the tickety talk uh-huh. my username is alora dannon um you can follow me on there i will be word vomiting how this goes yeah uh, over the next few months um for sure on there mm-hmm. 
And I always say, I don't really, I'm still like getting the hang of TikTok and I don't really understand the messaging platform. So like if people want to like a community of light bloomers, we have a Facebook group. The link is in my bio. And if you ever just want to chat one-on-one, I love Instagram. So you can message me on Instagram. I try to always answer any messages I get on there. Well, good. All right. Well, I know you got to go do your corporate I know. Oh my God. I already told them I'm late. I know. Freaking day job. If my... (laughs) This it's my lunch break, obviously. But thank you for get, thank you for giving me my time. And you, you, I know you talked about we're vomiting, but you did great. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you, chatting with you. Enjoyed it.